everybody. Welcome to Sharp Thoughts. I am John, also known as DJ Sharp. And in this podcast, we're going to take an open and honest look at well, my life. I'm going to talk about my battles with mental health, like depression and anxiety. I'm going to talk about my efforts to get my shit back together, to be a better father, husband, and just overall man. So we're going to discuss getting back into the gym, getting the weight down. We're going to discuss clean eating, and I'm going to address my love affair with food. I hope to have an organic conversation with uh, friends and other experts in fields that I know little to nothing about and have a variety of things on this podcast. But most importantly, this podcast is going to be about men's mental health and the struggles that we all face with it, whether we want to admit it or not. So I invite you guys into my life. I invite you guys to take the trip with me. And I hope and I pray that one person gets something from this podcast. So let's go. Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Episode three. Uh, sharp thoughts. I am sharp. John DJ sharp. However you want to say it. It's all good with me. Uh, so got a lot of positive feedback on the first couple episodes. So thank you guys for that. Uh, however, my wife brought up an outstanding point that I didn't think about. And I want to go back and make sure I do that on this episode today. I haven't told you guys my story. So we talked a lot about depression, anxiety and sleep apnea, which are all things that I deal with day in and day out. In the grand scheme of things, not that heavy. However, unchecked, uncontrolled, it spirals. So I'm not going to get too much into my past because it's just that. It's the past. I don't like to dwell on things. Um, so my story starts at the age of maybe 14 or 15. First real heartbreak. Didn't know how to handle it. Uh, that kind of triggered whatever I was dealing with. Uh, kind of brought my mental health issues to the surface. Um, was in and out of counseling during that time period. Um, during that time, so... From 14 to probably like 25, I really didn't like myself. Uh, I felt very different. My interests were not the norm. Uh, how many affluent white kids in rural America do you really know that genuinely love hip hop for all the reasons that I love hip hop? Um, I was obsessed with the music. I was obsessed with the rhythms and the beats and the 808s and all those things. I was obsessed with uh, rhyme schemes and rhyme flows and all those kind of things. Um, I was obsessed with DJs and sneakers and, and fashion and urban fashion and the whole hip hop culture. Cause we know anyone that knows me knows how much I love to talk about hip hop culture and all the different aspects of the culture. Um, so being 14, 15 in these areas didn't leave a lot of room for me to learn a lot from experience. I had to go on the internet. I had to watch a lot of TV. I had to listen to a lot of music, good, bad, whatever. I had to listen to a lot. Um, to get myself acclimated in what I loved. I don't want to say I was bullied because that belittles uh, people that were genuinely bullied and, and I was not one of those people. Um, I was picked on, it was a joke. Um, I was a dork, uh, but thank God I was super athletic in high school, at least for my high school, not in the scheme of the world. Um, so being able to be a three sport athlete was probably I would say 80, 90% of the reason I was genuinely cool uh, or remotely popular. I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, that's cool. Uh, if not, shit, it was 20 years ago. Who cares? Um, so I get out of high school. I go to college. I make the dumbass mistake of living at home for college. Now, if you know my parents, it was not a dumbass mistake because I have the greatest parents in the history of the world. However, I should have gone out and I should have had the experience of living on campus, but I fucked up college. Uh, dated my high school sweetheart, first couple years of college. Uh, her and I had a very amicable, amicable breakup. 
Uh, I will not throw any shade on her. God bless her and her family. I hope she, I hope they're doing very, very well. Uh, it was the breakup that you guys hope you have. Uh, we had the, had a great conversation about the distance between us, and we kissed each other goodbye, and that was it. Um, I did not handle the backslides well. I knew what needed to be done. We did it. It was super, super amicable. Uh, and we all know that we backslide. We all know that we kind of miss the what we've had. We, we miss the norm. Uh, we miss all those things. So I did not handle the backslides well. And again, it really triggered my depression this time. It, it really set me back. Um, however, I ignored it. Um, transfer schools really fucked up the next school I got at. They uh, politely asked me not to come back. Um, so, yeah. So, not feeling like myself, not feeling good about anything I got going on, really genuinely feeling like a fucking loser. Uh, I, I sit down with my parents and I tell them the school that I really want to attend is a recording art school down in Maryland. And shout out Sheffield Institute for the recording arts. Uh, it might not have done a whole lot for my career, but it's given me the foundation to make this sound as professional as I can. Uh, on the other hand, it saved my life. Um, I found out I'm not as weird as I thought I was. Don't get it twisted. I'm still weird. I'm still a dork. I'm still goofy as shit. Uh, but on the flip side, the things that I was interested in, the thing, the music that I was interested in, the fashion, the sneakers, all those things, other people were interested in that too, and it was crazy. Um, I got to see, we were only a class of like 30 or 32, and I saw just about every section of our cultural demographics represented in that classroom. And nobody gave a shit about each other. It was about each other's backgrounds. We just came together and we did the, we did the work together. We learned a lot about each other and it was dope as hell. Um, so that was a year. I got, I got uh, two certifications out of that school. Um, and then in the midst of all that, I got really serious about my physique, not my health, my physique. I was still eating like shit, but I was probably 24. Yeah, about 24, 25, getting out of school. Um, crazy worried about my physique. Did not give two shits about my mental health or my physical health. Um, the supplements I was putting in my body at the time are banned now. I was taking uh, professional bodybuilder grade um, fat burners that were just absolutely running buckshot through my anxiety. And I didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, yeah, I really had, uh, I had some anxiety and some anger management issues. Um, in the midst of all that, I still felt very, very alone. Um, I would be driving back from hanging out with friends and I would debate whether I really wanted to make it home or not. I'm not gonna get into too much of the details cause I don't want this to be super heavy. Um, but I wasn't really sure that I was worthwhile. Um, I felt like a mooch on my parents. I felt like just a loser. Uh, I felt very, very alone. Um, and it wasn't a good time for me. I had some great friends around me, maybe not the best friends for what I was going through in the time, but I can't say anything about the people I hung out with during that time in my life. Um, I, I'm a true believer in there are no regrets. It's what you wanted in that time frame. So I'm not, again, just like I want those shade on 
the young lady that when we broke up at a, in college, I will not throw any disrespect or any shade on some of the best friends I had at that time frame of my life. Um, the one night where I really kind of knew I wasn't okay was, I believe it was Christmas Eve, 2008, 2007, 2008, uh, right before my, about 10 months before my life changed. Uh, I'm sitting in my room and I was listening to an R&B singer from that time named Life Jennings. And he had uh, this unbelievably beautiful rendition of Gladys Knight's Midnight Train to Georgia. And I probably listened to that song like four or five times in a row and just sat there and had an absolute breakdown because I felt alone. I felt super isolated. Uh, I felt like I was completely misunderstood. I didn't think anybody really honestly got what I was going through because I didn't talk about it. So I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear with this. I do not blame a single person at any step of my life for any of my mental health issues. They are mine and mine alone. And my inability to manage them and get the help that I needed when I needed it is the reason I'm in this place now. And it's a huge reason why I'm doing this podcast now because I want to see somebody get something from this so it breaks their cycle and they go get the help that they need. Um, see, I just want to make sure that we're perfectly clear on that. I do not hold a single person in my life responsible for my mental health. It is my mental health and it was my inability to manage it that made things worse. So Christmas Eve, having a full breakdown. Um, that was rough. So the next 10 months working, working out, just doing dumb shit. Um, October 30th, 10 months later, I'm at a bar I didn't want to be at. I just didn't feel like going out that night, but my friends convinced me to go. Um, and thank God they did, because I met the love of my life that night. Um, so we're at this bar in, in South York, town, right, a uh, city near where I live. Um, I don't even believe it exists anymore, but because I'm old. Uh, but we were out for Halloween and somebody in a friend of mine's boyfriend's family's birthday. So I really didn't want to go. I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge drinker outside of my own home. However, I still went, uh, wound up being a DD that night and I'm sitting off to the side, me, a couple of my friends are talking and this cute little cop comes down, sits down next to me, starts talking shit because she didn't appreciate these two guys sitting next to her cousin's girlfriend just talking. They're like, who the hell is this dude? And this other dude that are just sitting there with my cousin's girl, like this fucked up, I'm gonna go handle it. Um, but come to find out that was the moment that I met my wife. Um, so we hit it off. We're kind of just talking shit the whole night. Uh, she's showing me pictures of her daughter and I'm just kind of, you know, talking to her, getting to know her. She's going to know me a little bit. Not that I have a whole lot to offer I'm a single mom, but somehow I finessed my way into getting her to come to another party with me. And we just spent the whole night talking. Um, nothing happened. 
physically. Um, but I was hyped to meet her. I was hyped to go on a date with her. We exchanged numbers. I dropped her off at her house. Um, we went on our first date a couple days later, and the rest is history. Uh, that woman saved my life. I was at a point in my life where I was genuinely ready to give up. Uh, not super intrusive thoughts where I didn't want to be on the planet anymore. I was just ready to say fuck it and whatever the world handed me, the world handed me. Um, a month or two in, I met her daughter. And you know when you know that this is it. Um, you know. And I knew pretty soon that this was it. And I, I made a promise to her to take care of her and her daughter. And fast forward... 13 years later, we're married. I got uh, two beautiful daughters out of the deal, a gorgeous wife. So my life on the outside looks great, right? So everything's cool. However, I still have not worked through the demons of my mental health disorders. It just still never felt right. Had some anxiety attacks, uh, dealt with tension headaches and migraines. Uh, from my high blood pressure because I wasn't taking care of myself. I really honestly uh, wasn't eating well, wasn't exercising right, uh, wasn't drinking enough water, was just living off of black coffee and whatever food I could get my hands on. Um, and then probably 2020, I just wasn't, Things started to spiral. We're in the pandemic. Um, shit really kind of hit the fan and had some anxiety attacks. Just was really, really checked out. Uh, probably had all of the physical symptoms that we talked about in the previous episode um, of depression. And a lot of the same ones deal with anxiety. So I had that too, which is fantastic. Because we know that most people with depression also suffer from anxiety. We learned that in the last episode. Um, and my dad looked at me. It was just my wife, myself, my mom, and my dad. We're just kind of chilling. And my dad looks at me. And he doesn't really say stay stuff like this. He's 99% of the time, he shoots straight from the hip. And he'll just tell you exactly what he's thinking. But he never really says shit the way that he said this to me tonight, this night. He looked at me. He goes, when the fuck are you going to get help? And he might have not have said, fuck, I might have heard it in my head because my dad doesn't curse a whole lot. He goes, when the hell are you going to actually do something? Like, go talk to the damn doctor, get yourself some damn help, and figure this out. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I'm a grown-ass man, but your dad says something, you still do it, goddammit. Uh, so I did. I went and talked to my doctor. Um, I had a wellness visit. I took some uh, depression and anxiety surveys. And here we are now. The pandemic ran buckshot through my depression and my anxiety because anyone that was an essential worker, anyone that dealt with all of the things that we dealt with as never being, never missing a day of work for the pandemic. There were no shutdowns in my industry. Uh, we had variations in work hours and some other variations in how we function. But there was no... There was no rest. There was no rest for us in our industry. Staffing was horrible. Uh, COVID procedures were a knockout. You didn't, 
you'd hire somebody or you'd have somebody working. They'd have symptoms. They'd be gone for 14 days. I, I just lost this person for 14 fucking days. When I'm gonna, but so it really ran rampant through, through my mental health. Uh, depression got even worse. Anxiety just has gone through the roof. Uh, and right as the pandemic was starting, uh, my wife and I were expecting unplanned. Uh, we were done after our oldest daughter. So we have a 15 year old and a two year old. So my oldest will start her freshman year in college when my youngest will start kindergarten. So I will do everything exactly twice. Super fun. Nothing like kindergarten <laughs> chorus concerts where everybody's off key and off rhythm. Nobody claps in sync. No one can sing on a key and I have to hear jingle bells for the 957th time, but it's good. Um, so I was not, not ready to be a dad again like that in the sense of having a baby. I never went through the baby phase. My wife and I met when our oldest daughter was two. Uh, so I kind of missed a lot of the baby stuff because I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, so we go through the whole pregnancy. My wife has some health complications with the pregnancy. Uh, we spent a few nights in the hospital towards the end of her pregnancy. Um, and the first night we spent, I went straight from work. I ran home, checked on the dogs, grabbed a couple clothes, grabbed some stuff for her, went straight to the hospital, um, ordered myself dinner. I should have grabbed dinner at work, but I didn't because I'm a dumbass. So I ordered myself some food. And on my way back to the hospital, uh, I walked by the chapel in the hospital, walking, walking back to my wife's room. And I just sat there, probably 20, 30 minutes, just sat there. Had a little emotional breakdown. I'm not going to let my wife see me stressed out about this because my wife stressed about stress before there's stress to stress about. Uh, so I got to make sure, in my mind, I got to make sure I'm the strong one. So I just sat there. And that's when I knew we were going to be all right. I felt him sitting next to me. I felt him just kind of look at me and go, dude, we're going to be all right. Um, grabbed a rosary, grabbed a book of Psalms, went back up to the went back up to the room and just sat with my wife and said, hey, we're going to be good. God told me we're going to be good. Um, spent a couple other nights, and then for the birth of our youngest, we spent six days in the hospital. Uh, right after uh, the birth as we're doing the whole afterbirth thing my wife has some heavy complications and in my mind oh this is this is it uh, all of my nightmares about standing at the front door holding a baby car seat trying to explain to my oldest daughter where mom is and then trying to be a single dad looking like fucking Danny Tanner and this motherfucker uh, all came flooding back and I just like, got out the way of the nurses I didn't know what to do um, so yeah, that's, that was one of the, that was the scariest moment of my entire life. Absolutely scariest moment of my life. I almost lost my best friend. I almost lost the love of my life in an instant, but the, the nurses, the midwife, everybody was, they were on this shit. They're fucking ballers and everything's cool. My wife comes home, we're good. The baby is incredible. She's hysterical. 
healthy as hell. So everything turned out good. Still hadn't truly learned to manage my mental health. So now we fast forward two years. I'm starting to feel better about myself, starting to feel better about what I'm going through and what I got going on. Uh, joined a friend's Discord channel who runs an online online fitness channel. Uh, so shout out to Mosley Fitness. Probably one of the most genuinely kind, humble, intelligent men you're going to meet on this planet. Just a genuine, genuinely good man. Um, invites me to join the Discord. And we start having conversations about mental health. And this dude chimes in, man, I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling myself. I don't want to get out of bed. I can't get out of bed. Uh, and we're sitting there and I'm reading the comments. And I was like, uh, these, these comments are bullshit. Because everybody's trying to like hype them up but doesn't know how to. Um, they're like, oh, it's cool. We all go through it. We all get the weepies. We all like, you know, we all go through this. So in all God's honest truth, I chimed in. I was like, look, this is not normal. This is not normal. We can't let this, we can't let him think this normal. This is, oh my God, dude, you're depressed and it's okay. I told you I'm going to say it every podcast episode. Here it is. It's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to ignore it. So I chimed in. I said, dude, these, these things, everything that you're experiencing is depression. You need to go talk to your primary care physician and you need to get some fucking help. You need to talk to somebody. This is, this is not just having a bad day. This is not just, oh my God, I'm a little sad. This is, ooh, I need more than this. Uh, so my friend sends me a message. Well, actually, I sent him a message first. I said, listen, I'm really sorry. I did not mean to overstep myself. I'm new to the channel. I just, I felt, I felt compelled to say something because it's not normal. He goes, no, that was great. That was perfect. Uh, thank you. Um, I said, listen, anytime you want to talk mental health, you let me know. We can go on Instagram live. We can go on Facebook live. We can go on TikTok live. Fuck, I care. We just sit and talk about it. Invite whoever you want to invite when we get it in, right? So he invites me on his podcast to talk about mental health and the toxic masculinity around mental health. And I had so much fun. Got so much good feedback from friends and family that listened to it. And he looked at me one day, he goes, man, why aren't you doing this yourself? You need to tell your story. This is, this is so much more than a 30 minute podcast episode, man. You got so much to say and so many people need to hear the things that you have to say. So I thought about it and I always kind of wanted to do this because it looks cool as hell. Like if you guys are audiophile nerds, like I am, like I'm sitting in my little makeshift studio I built in my basement and I'm looking at my interface that I'm look, I'm wearing the headphones I wore when I was in recording school. I'm talking into my favorite microphone that was ever created. And if you know me, you know me and you know exactly what microphone I'm talking about. Um, I got the little like boom, like flexi boom mic stand thing that I can like manipulate and move around. And um, I'm looking at the digital audio workstation. I'm recording in, watching the, watching the waves pop. I was like, man, I'm really doing this. Um, so I made it happen. And the first episode I wanted to, I wanted to talk about my intentions with this second episode, I needed to get a lot of the statistics out there. So people understand. Uh, and now we're about to tell my story. Um, 
we're going to do some other things. You know, I told you guys we're going to talk about food and my and how I feel about food. Uh, a friend of mine and I just talked. He wants to be my first guest, and we're going to talk about PTSD and what it's like uh, coming back into civilian life after dealing with that trauma in after serving for our nation. So uh, I'm excited to do that with him. Uh, I think that's going to be I think that's going to be a lot of fun for us to do together. It'll be cathartic on both sides. Um, yeah, we, I, I got a lot to say. I got a lot I want to talk about, but I wanted to make sure that I told my story. Uh, the semantics of the story don't really matter. Uh, I touched on high points. I touched on low points. Um, I touched on a lot of different things. So I didn't want... I'm not giving out any details about some of the things that happened because they're not, they're not important. They're not relevant. Um, I'm not, I'm certainly not looking for any kind of pity and I'm not looking for any kind of outreach to say, Hey man, it's cool. Cause it's not cool. Um, it's okay to not feel yourself. It's not okay to handle it the way that I've handled it for the bulk of my life. So we all got people that love the shit out of us and need us to be the person that they that we ex they already think we are and it's our job to live up to that potential especially if you're a parent or a coach or a leader of any kind uh so yeah that that's the third episode that's that's my story hopefully you guys took something from the story hopefully you guys kind of understood where I was, i'm coming from with this podcast a little bit more um and i hope to see you guys on the next one thank you Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I am DJ Sharp, and this has been Sharp Thoughts. Hopefully, you guys took something away from the podcast, something that you guys can apply to your life to make something in your life better. And always, always, always remember, God loves you, and so do I. I'll see you next time. Peace.